0: on a special episode of Forward March.
1: Definitely would like to start off by saying that mission success is achieved through teamwork. So this is Team March.
0: Ma'am, since you're on scene, would you like to take your camera over to show us a little bit of that fitness center with everybody getting vaccinated?
2: I absolutely would. Thank you very much. So I hope that you can kind of see
3: A lot of people have a lot of questions about the vaccine and so the best advice that I can give them um, is that, you know, do your research. Don't make your decision on whether or not to receive the vaccine or not based on a conversation you have from someone who you don't know what their level of expertise on giving that advice.
1: Lieutenant Callie Hewitt with Ford March here to introduce a special two-part series on vaccination operations on March Air Reserve Base. We ask viewers and listeners to be mindful that we had five experts in five locations, so audio wasn't always to our standards. Anyhow, the information from our panel is useful and informative. Thank you and welcome to Ford March.
0: Welcome to this episode of Forward March. I'm Master Sergeant Jamie Sakura, the Public Affairs Superintendent at 452nd Air Mobility Wing Public Affairs. With me today, we have a few folks to talk about the COVID 19 vaccine. And first up, I'd like Marshall Prude, would you please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you?
3: Hello, everyone. My name is Marshall Prude. I'm the Director of the Bioenvironmental and Public Health Flight here at March Air Reserve Base. And I've been a uh, Basically serving as the medical emergency manager uh, as it relates to uh, responses to public health emergencies, uh, particularly with uh, the acquisition and deployment of the COVID-19 vaccine.
0: Thank you. Um, Next up, you guys might recognize her as well as Marshall in a previous episode, but we have Captain Marissa Hopkins.
2: Hi there. Thank you for having me. So I am the 452nd Public Health Emergency Officer uh, and I've been responding to this pandemic in collaboration with all the members here, um, but in particular with Mr. Marshall Prude for the last year. Thank you.
0: Thank you for all of your efforts, ma'am. Next up, we've got Chief Master Sergeant
4: Briarley Wilson. Ma'am. Hi, I'm Chief Briarly Wilson. I'm the superintendent of the 452nd Medical Group, and I'm involved in the logistics, utilization rates, and daily roll-up reporting of the vaccine. I'll be looking forward to finding
1: out exactly what all that means in a bit.
0: <laughs> and then we have Chief Master Sergeant Zeta Cordova, ma'am.
1: Hi, um, I'm Chief Master Sergeant Zeta Cordova, and I am the Senior Air Reserve Technician at the 452nd Aerospace Medicine Squadron. Um, and I oversee all the medical operations uh, for the Reserve Medical Unit, um, and working in conjunction with our, our Public Health Office and our Emergency Management Office, uh, specifically overseeing the weekday COVID operations in conjunction with them.
0: Okay, that's great. Um, and so I can see that Captain Hopkins, that you're actually on site <laughs> with some of the with some of the vaccinations happening on the background. So can you tell us a little bit about what's going on there?
2: Right. Well, today is uh, where Riverside County has come out specifically to collaborate with us. And they have donated some vaccines. So they're here, a few of their employees and our members are getting vaccinated. And uh, tomorrow it will be just a March Air Reserve Base and our tenants so we won't have our community partner Riverside County but we'll be getting some more of our march members vaccinated. All
0: right, that's great. And do we have any future dates? Like I understand that today there's a second dose being administered for the for a few folks. And then oh I see. And then tomorrow there's some people getting their first dose. Is there going to be future opportunity for some people who may not have volunteered initially to volunteer later to be vaccinated? How does that work?
4: So we will do a reach back. So people who initially had some hesitation or declined the vaccine, they will always have that opportunity to change their mind. and We will do some, some reach out to them and offer them that. And um, so, Chief
0: Cardova, how 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 does how do you pull pull into this with with the is there, with the reachbacks like what can members expect?
1: Yes, ma'am. So um, with the with the oversight of the reserve medical unit, um, we are still conducting the weekday uh, COVID pods. We will continue those through. Um, we have utilized all of our available resources. Um, until the vaccines have all been administered to anybody that is um, has volunteered to receive them, so we will continue our COVID operations during the week, as well as um, the continuance of the UTA vaccinations until our operations have um, been completed and we've, you know, achieved our mission success. So un- until everyone has been vaccinated. Um, For those who are available, those who are willing to be vaccinated, um, we will continue to be here. Our Monday through Friday efforts um, and our overall mission is to ensure the health and wellness of our airmen and their families, and we will continue to do so. Right, okay. And I think that hits a little bit about the current um,
0: priority is to protect the mission, which will be... Saying again in our call at the end of this um, for everyone so and do our best to to be in sync with that, but. Um, so what about people who are like well the vax, who aren't sure about volunteering for the vaccine and what their concerns or is anybody prepared to address something who isn't. And I understand that there's some very valid concerns out there i'm personally volunteering to get vaccinated and I'll you'll see me soon, but for those who are concerned because about the vaccine, what, what who would be able to speak to that?
4: I can
2: address that. So for our members who are concerned, a few of the major concerns that I have heard are why would I want to get vaccinated if it's not going to change? We still have to wear a mask and that and all those other non-pharmaceutical interventions. And the sooner that we can reach herd immunity, the sooner that we can reopen. our children go back to schools reopen bars and pubs and other fun things that we all enjoy to do and and participate in Uh, but in general i would say we have if you have 95 people out of 100 uh, who get vaccinated only a few of them are going to have any type of reaction but it also means that you are less likely if not almost zero percent chance of being hospitalized if you do ever get the covid back um, um, if you get diagnosed with covid in the future so it's really important to remember that the purpose of this vaccine is to reduce the severity and acuity of hospitalizations so it might mean while it's not the same virus as the common cold the common cold typically does not uh, have the threat of hospitalization or death and that's the entire purpose of this so that we can get rid of that risk and start to go back to our daily life
0: so though what i'm hearing is that though it may not change our current new normal as as has been said of wearing masks and you know the other mitigation steps to like stay 6 feet apart and and things like that it can help you have more what we, we, we were talking about the acuity wouldn't be an issue and the hospitalization wouldn't be an issue.
2: Right. So, but it, also, it, even if you were to ever possibly, uh, contract COVID and you've already been vaccinated, it also is eliminating symptoms. So that's what makes everybody miserable when they're sick is feeling feverish and achy and tired and on the couch. And if you're not feeling any of those things, then you may not even realize that you you are not well. So it, you know, if you do get COVID, it's gonna be less severe, but no symptoms, you're gonna feel better, you're less likely to transmit the disease if you're asymptomatic. So those are all some really good reasons as to why we recommend that you get the vaccine. Right, and
0: in speaking to that, I understand that you're just because you get the vaccine, the people getting the vaccine today and walking out the door, that doesn't mean that they can throw their masks away and that they they don't have any risk. There's it takes some time for what they call what I, is called efficacy. Um, can you explain that?
2: Yeah, I think actually maybe Marshall might want to speak to that. I see him shaking okay. his head. <laughs> All right, Marshall, you're up. She threw the, she she batted it over to you, Your ball. I
3: know, right? Uh, the doctor sending it over to the, the non-doctor. Okay, I got this though. <laughs> <laughs> She's trained me well. So yeah, so once you uh, actually receive any vaccination, it takes uh, typically about 14 days for your body to build up that antibodies uh, that will be required to respond to any type of introduction of uh, some foreign body right so like the flu it takes about two weeks to build up those antibodies so this is no different than any other vaccine uh, which is why you've heard a lot about why you should not get another uh, vaccination 14 days prior or uh, post receiving the covid vaccination is just to allow your body to uh, build up that antibiotic resist or excuse me antibody resistance Uh, to the actual vaccine that you're receiving before you start introducing another vaccine to your body.
0: Well, thank you for that. And that's a very good point. I wasn't even thinking about not getting other vaccines around it either. I know that I've gone to donate blood and they're like asking the question is if you've gotten a vaccine recently, but that's a very good point to not get another vaccine. Your body is really taxed. And, but what about feeling those symptoms? How do you know that you're, it's, not symptoms from having coronavirus versus your immune system building up antibodies to the virus after getting the vaccine. Is there some way for people to know?
3: Absolutely. I guess I'll take that one too, Marissa. (laughs) So you're right. Uh, Typically, uh, when you receive a vaccine, uh, a lot of times you'll you'll get some fever, you'll get um, some body aches, maybe uh, some chills. And these are all typical side effects from receiving uh, a lot of vi- uh, excuse me vaccines. Um, the problem with this is that these are also side effects that you would actually experience if you actually contracted COVID-19. Uh, some of the subtle differences, though, that you need to look out for is that uh, the vaccine does not give you a new or developing cough. The vaccine does not uh, cause you to lose uh, sense of taste or smell. Um, What am I missing, Marissa?
2: (laughs) No, you're hitting it right on, Marshall. And I would just remind everybody that this is not a live vaccine. So it can't give you COVID. Um, But what it does is it, kind your body, your immune system looks at it. um, This is called the foreign antigen. And they, your immune system will look at it and they think it's a virus. So it mounts the same type of viral response, those fever, chills, that sort of thing. Uh, But... It's expected within 48 hours of getting the vaccine. Um, And then after that, it should really subside. If your symptoms are progressing past that, then we recommend that you contact your medical provider and or Marshall and I and our team in in public health, and we will interview each person individually, especially if you're expected back on base after those 48 hours, Um, because we still want to remind people not to come to base if they're not feeling well, uh, but we will work with you individually to work th- through those individual questions. But that's been very rare. We haven't had really hardly anybody have that uh, question so far after receiving the vaccine. So uh, knock on wood, I hope that we continue on with that trajectory.
0: Right. So that's where I'll bring in my my mug. It's glückspills, spills, which in German, it means good luck. So that hopefully we continue that streak. So I'll step to that. <laughs> Real quick, so um, coffee, and promise.
3: <laughs> uh, just to touch back on some of those uh, unique symptoms that you should look out for, it, it was loss of t- taste or smell, new or developing cough, and then a sore throat. Those are all indicators that you have some type of infection going on versus, hey, these are side effects of the vaccine. Uh, body aches, chills, fever. Uh, fatigue, those are all typical signs that you're going to get or expect to receive or um, expect to experience once you receive the vaccine. So uh, just look out for those other ones like uh, lost taste smell is a a big one and most unique because typically you don't lose your a lot. Excuse me, your taste or smell uh, routinely uh, unless there's a reason for it, so. Mm
0: -hmm. No. I think that bottom line is that it looks like one-third of the March air reserve wing nights are going to be vaccinated and that's a step in a in a a good direction and we'll see how many people are going to be volunteering in the future. Um, We're going to go around the room in the order of how I introduced you and if you can just summarize what you want the audience to take away the most? What do you do you find the most important? So Marshall, we'll start with you.
3: Okay. thank you. Yeah, so um, since we've been doing this, I've been having a lot of conversations with people, uh, not necessarily asking them why or why not they're choosing to receive the vaccine. But um, a lot of people have a lot of questions about the vaccine, and so the best advice that I can give them um, is that you know, do your research. Don't make your decision on whether or not to receive the vaccine or not based on a conversation you have from someone who you don't know what their level of expertise on giving that advice. Um, Go to the CDC website. Um, They're very transparent with all the information that's out there about this vaccine. Um, go to reputable sources, uh, peer-reviewed journals, things like that. Um, you definitely need to really, this is important, uh, not only uh, for you individually, but as a society as a whole, to getting us back to where we all want to be, right? Uh, it's just, there's going to require some personal sacrifice from all of us to get us back um, to where we want to be. So definitely go to the CDC website. If you have some concerns about maybe some medicines you're taking or some underlying health conditions you may have, talk to your health care provider. They are the only ones qualified to give you that advice, not your friends, not your mom, your dad. Talk to your health care provider and get that, that um, professional advice from them um, so that you can make sound decisions because it may come down to the fact that, hey, are you at more risk of dying um, as a result of getting COVID-19, or would you be less at risk of having some type of adverse complication from receiving the vaccine? And only your healthcare provider can provide that to you. That's all I wanted to share. Thank you.
0: Thanks, Marshall. Captain Hopkins, to you.
2: Well, thank you for having this first and foremost, because the more we can get the word out to our members, the better, um, highly encourage everyone to get the vaccine. And I would just remind everyone that it is to reduce the risk of any severe complications and hospitalizations if you were ever to get COVID and that it helps to prevent any symptoms, especially uh, the part that makes you feel so terrible. But the sooner that we can get everyone vaccinated and uh, some herd immunity is what we all talked about, the sooner that we can get rid of these non-pharmaceutical interventions, reopen schools so our children can go back and and stop doing this teleworking that is so not fun. And uh, we can all get back to seeing each other in person. And uh, I look forward to seeing all of your faces on base instead of just a mask wear eventually. So thank you all and and what as to what marshall was saying uh your your primary medical provider absolutely although i know they're very difficult to get a hold of sometimes so uh with the covid pods and vaccination clinics that we're having uh i've been running the monday through friday one with chief cordova in the uh amds rmu and uh, we always have a provider there who can answer your questions And uh, if you have questions before you even schedule an appointment, we will be happy to individually speak with you.
0: Right right when I was gonna cut to Chief Wilson, she went away for a moment. I think you're back, Uh, back. (laughs) ma'am. What would you like people to take away from this?
4: that masking and physical distancing is not enough. And so vaccination is important to build our immunity so that we can return to a more normal where we don't have to stay six feet apart. And I'd also like to take a moment to thank our partners on base, wing staff ops group maintenance group mission support group everybody in the medical group we've worked collaboratively and we've all made sacrifices whether it's through manning or resources or the use of facilities like you see captain hopkins in the gym there right now so just a big thank you to everybody for working together and helping us get this vaccine rolled out i'm proud to say that in our first uta since we've received the 1000 doses that we vaccinated almost 1000 individuals with those doses and that we haven't turned anybody away. So anybody who's raised their hand and wanted the vaccine has been able to receive the vaccine regardless of their tier. Thank you. Yes,
1: that's really great. And then um, Chief Cordova, what would you, is there anything you'd like to add? Yes, ma'am. Definitely would like to start off by saying that mission success is achieved through teamwork. So this is team March. like Chief Wilson said, we have worked collaboratively collaboratively. Um, it's definitely been um, a long road, even though it may seem right like it was just yesterday that that first plane arrived here um, at at March. Um, but definitely working together as a team has gotten us to um, this point. And I just want to ensure our airmen that you know, as an advocate from the reserve medical unit,, um, Medical readiness is our number one priority, um, ensuring the health and wellness of our airmen and their families and that they're ready to deploy. Um, and not just the deployment, it is you know, coming to the UTA and going home safely and, and having that uh, security and feeling of safety, being able to go home to their families. So we are focused on that, ensuring that they come through, get their vaccination um, and are able to get back to that new normal. Um, Hopefully, the normal that we used to be at um, sooner than later uh, so that we can enjoy each other's company, um, be with our families, our friends, and just go back to normal life in the same healthy way that we were before.
0: Thank you. Well, I want to say thank you, everybody, for your time and for joining us on this episode of Forward March. And before we do our Protect the Mission call out, ma'am, since you're on scene, would you like to take your camera over to show us a little bit of that fitness center with everybody getting vaccinated?
2: I absolutely would. Thank you very much. So I hope (laughs) that you can kind of see, and it looks like we might have a little lull. I actually don't see anybody.
4: They're already vaccinated. Yay. (laughs)
2: But they've no wait times. a great job. <laughs> That's yes. good to know. <laughs> so how, exactly. actually, since you bring that up, how have
0: the wait times been? How long have people had to wait in line to get their vaccination when they've arrived?
2: Not very long at all. Although I will say both for the clinic and here, I would recommend just expect a few minutes because we don't want to waste even a single dose. <laughs> a single dose and uh, that we, so we actually have to have people arrive before we can draw up the vaccine so once we puncture the vial with, and, and draw up our doses we we'll only have six hours to use it so that's why we do make sure people are here before we do any drawing okay. up of the vaccine so expect to wait a wait to you know 10-20 minutes but it's not like an hour or anything like that
0: All right, that's a very good point. Well, thank you for for letting me, for catching that for us there (laughs) and adding that to it. So um, with that, I'm going to count down and uh, protect the mission, everybody. So on three, two, one, protect Protect the mission.
3: mission. (laughs) For more information and resources, check out our social media and website at the links below.